world is becoming more unglued by the day, local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Well, how are we all doing today? My name is Josh, and this is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, live with you Monday through Thursday, 7.30 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding a global conspiracy of communism coming to America. The infiltration of our financial, our economic, our political, our social, and cultural systems here in this country and throughout the world. We are fighting an enemy that has infiltrated every aspect of our life. They are hiding in the shadows, and the shadow war is now pouring out into the streets. We are seeing a global transition of epic proportions in the midst right before our eyes, and many of us feel helpless to stop it and wondering what it's really going to bring. And you know, many years ago, um, people will be considered mentors, grandfathers, great-grandfathers, fathers, brothers, sisters, cousins, friends, 
There was another time when this country, the world, was going through a transition. And great men and women of this country stood up and went and fought for the freedom of other countries and went and fought for the freedom, the retainment of sovereignty around the world. And today is Memorial Day. It's not a day to thank a veteran. It's not a day to thank someone who served, but it's a day to remember those who came before, to remember those who served once before and gave the ultimate sacrifice. They gave their life in the face of freedom. It's interesting times that we live in because we feel as if the fourth turning is happening right now in the sense where another war is afoot. Another war is coming. And if that's the case, then I gladly stand with my brethren to defend freedom, to protect the innocent, to stand up against tyranny and oppression. And sometimes I sit and wonder what a World War II vet or World War I vet, if they were around today, would say. What uh, those who gave the ultimate sacrifice, if they had one day to come back and look at the state of the world, the state of this country, what they would say. Would they be happy with our progress to where we have made it today? Would they be happy for the freedoms and liberties that we have? Or would they say that we pissed it away? Would they said that they were way more free back in their day? And that's why they stood up and fought. I only wonder. But you know, I think we all know is that freedom is one thing that humanity has definitely taken for granted. We've been lying in a cauldron filled with water while the heat slowly rises. Our freedoms eroded over and over and over again. The warmth of the tyranny. Oh, it's okay. It's not the Second Amendment. It's not the First Amendment. Oh, that's okay. They can erode that one a little bit because you know what? I never used that one. Freedoms are only recognized when you use them. Most people who don't use their freedoms could care less about the ones they don't know about or the ones they don't utilize. But see, our forefathers, they understood that freedom was something to be preserved, that in 1775, 1776, our forefathers, the men and the women that stood with them, fought against a ruthless monarchy who, who cared not about the will of the people, who cared not about what we would consider liberty or freedom. He cared not about the organization of government. He only cared about organizing his rule as derived from the bankers onto the peoples of the colonies. And they stood up, they rose up, they spoke up, and yet nothing happened. Eventually they took arms up against. And they fought a bloody battle. And they won their sovereignty, their freedom, their independence. But see, the war didn't end in 1776. The war went on for a very long time. The war continued into the 1800s. The war continued into the late 1800s and eventually into the 1900s. And in 1913, the European rulers, 
got their hands back on to America by taking over its financial system, eventually entering into World War I, and then doing the same thing systematically within Europe, eventually leading the World War II, the Great Depression, the stock market collapse. All these things are reminiscent of everything that is happening today. Now, the people that came before us, the people that fought in all these great wars, maybe they saw it coming, maybe they didn't. We've uncovered a lot of various different things that show us that the people back in the 1920s knew the stock market was going to crash. They knew the economy was bad. They knew there was famine coming. They knew the Great Depression was going to happen. They knew war was going to happen. And they know it was all racketeering. They knew it was all for profit. They protested it. But see, you don't hear about that stuff today. And so a lot of the people who rose up to fight tyranny and injustice around the world, they knew it was a farce. They knew they were being sent to war to fight an elitist game for world domination. And today we look at ourselves and we look at a very similar world. We look at very similar circumstances. We see a world crumbling. We see a system dysfunctioning. We see people clueless in the streets wandering around like chickens with their heads cut off. We see people out there taking experimental drug treatments that manipulate their DNA without any recourse, just completely trusting what the government says. We were warned. Many people warned us. The question isn't, what could we have done? Why didn't we do more? The question is, is what do we do now? You know, on this Memorial Day, I like to think about those men and women who fought and gave that ultimate sacrifice. I like to think about how they didn't die in vain. And that we have the opportunity now. That we have the ability to change the course of history. Simply by speaking up. Simply by having a disgust within the system. Simply by holding people accountable. If the rule of law is unjust and doesn't bring to justice those who do ill will then it is the right of the people to abolish that administration, that agency, that government, that function. We're more powerful than we can ever imagine. And that goes beyond the physicality. That goes beyond the the mental faculties. When we're united, we rule and own the world. One of the greatest tactics that the left, that ideologies, that elitists, multi-corporatists, that these globalists utilize is divide and conquer. They utilize the idea of labels, the idea of division, the idea of race, class, education. And they drive it home through the media. 
They drive it home through the corporations, the companies, the institutions that they own and operate. Simply to make sure that the people don't wake up to their true power. The only reason that they've been allowed to do what they've done to this world is because we stay divided and we stay silent. But you know, serving in the military, there's one thing that you learn is that you can't have division. It doesn't matter how tall you are or how short you are or how skinny you are, muscular or fat you are. It doesn't matter what color your skin is or what your race, creed, or culture is. If there's a mission, the mission must get done. And people must work together for that mission. And everything that you realize about military training, doesn't matter if you're a cook, if you're a weapons expert, or if you're special forces. Everything that you learn is about trusting the person next to you and that person trusting you and you two working together as a functional unit, a team, to accomplish a mission. In the advent that an emergency happens or something, a crisis, whatever it might be, that both of you work together to resolve it. We've forgotten that as humanity. We've forgotten that as a culture, as a society. It's true. Not shame on us. Not oh poor us. But how do we move forward from here? What do we change now within our own lives? Within our own communities, our states, our government? We want to hold government accountable, but yet most of the time we can't hold ourselves accountable. We want the government to, to bring justice about uh, uh, bring justice about those people who've done atrocious crimes to our country. Yet we don't do it to our state officials. We don't do it to the corporations. We don't do it to people in our community or in our society. It's an article we're going to read here in a little bit. It's called. Uh, uh, it's not even an article. It's just. I think it's Joe Rogan talking about America doesn't have a gun problem. America has a mental health crisis. And he's absolutely right. America has a mental health crisis. America has forgot who they are. America has forgot what they are. America has forgot why they are. It's important to remember where you came from, where you are who you are. Because if you identify yourself, you have more understanding of where you're going. If you identify where you're at in life, you have more understanding of where you're heading. And see, America is too caught up in the slave matrix prison of nine to five I listened to a young lady this uh, this week on, on TikTok who sat there and talked about how it's our fault that the school shootings are happening because we play in to this slave prison of mundane slave labor, working nine to five, dropping our kids off to indoctrination centers. And then somebody who grew up in those indoctrination centers comes back and kills those kids. She's got a point. 
we don't even we don't only have to change the politic in this country, the Department of Justice, the court systems, the state and local governments. We got to change the culture. We got to change the the understanding of who and what we are and what we represent and where we're headed. We are definitely on the brink of a revolution, a revolution of consciousness, of mind, of understanding, and golden age of humanity. But I can tell you is if you read about prior golden ages, there's only a few names you'll ever remember. And those people are ones that made a difference. Those are the people that stood up and attempted to change the world and made significant impacts. And see, that's what we need now is we need infusions of ideas. We need innovation. We need people to stand up, to rise up, to speak up, to say no more. It is only when we come to the precipice. It is only when we've had enough that the world changes. Until then, we will glide by on this rail track, heading to an unknown destination with these globalists driving because we allow them to, because we support their businesses, because we watch their TV, because we consume their food and their information. There are other choices. I remember those who came before, who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Because if they were here now, I think that they would be incredibly saddened at what's happened to this world and this country. That what they fought for to stop the progression of national socialists throughout Eastern Europe failed miserably. To stop the progression of totalitarian governments throughout the world has failed miserably. To stop the infiltration of our own country at home has failed miserably. They planned the long war And they definitely won the long game. But I promise you, that was just a battle. And the war is long from over. That we have multiple days, weeks, months, and years left to fight. And that humanity will not go quietly into the night. We will not just sit down and let them take our country. Let them take our constitution. Let them take our children. Kill our families. Or send us off to some pointless war across the seas. No. See, the next time this happens, and it's going to happen very soon, we will rise up against them. We will unite with our brothers and sisters around the world of all various creeds, classes, races, ideologies, And we will end this once and for all. We will remove their power from them. And we'll take it back for the people. I assure you that. I've seen it. I feel it. I know it. And so, you know, on this Memorial Day, 
it's a little bit different than prior Memorial Days. I think it's uh, safe to say that uh, we are in the storm. And that the storm is getting darker and darker every day. I don't know if you guys feel it. I feel it. Uh, Jay, my brother, my co-host, used to talk about how it feels as if we're walk- walking through jello or moving through jello. Well, that jello is really thick these days. It's hard to get motivated. It's hard to keep a clear mind. It's hard to move forward. And I don't mean that in any bad way. I'm just saying is every day it gets more and more thick. <laughs> the thickness. And we all know that it's headed towards something. And it's headed towards this, this big moment in human history that historians for centuries and millennia to come will write about. Whether it's biblical or whether it's historical, either way, we'll be there. We'll be participating in it. Some of us will be leading it. Some of us will be fighting in it. Some of us will be victors. But the objective is that all of us live free men and free women. That if you want to retain and keep your freedoms, your rights, and your liberties, live with them. Express them. Use them. Embrace them. Understand them. Teach them to others. Our rights and freedoms don't come from a government. They don't come from corporations. They don't come from authority. They come from God. I saw this TikTok this weekend. And uh, I'm not going to lie. It, it, it brought tears to my eyes. And I want to play this for you guys. Because uh, it, it's definitely one that changed my mind. It, it's a few minutes long. So please bear with it. But... It's definitely one that will kind of understand where we're headed into the future and understand why we we simply need to follow that internal guidance, to trust that, that, that through all the thickness, that through all the jello that we go through, is that there's always a voice. There's always a voice inside you guiding you that loves you, that cares for you, that wants the best for you. And it'll do everything to lead you home. Let's take a look at this video and we'll be right back after this with the the news and the events of the day. I was in Alaska doing a lawsuit. We're way out in the Aleutian Islands, getting ready to leave and go back to Anchorage and then home. And I had a ticket in my pocket to get on an airplane. A pastor came up and he said, listen, I can save you money. I said, how's that? He said, I flew a small airplane up here and I fly a small airplane and I can take you in my little airplane and you can save your ticket. And this did not sound, I said, gee, thank you so very, very much. But I've got this ticket. We'll just make our way on home, me and this other lawyer with me. He said, no, 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 you got to do it. You got to do it. And against every better judgment I had, I said, okay. Well, we went out to the airport, took us by his little plane and I looked at it. And I thought, well, one good thing, it's shiny. Then he walked around it. We got in. 
He's on the left front. I'm on the right front. The other lawyer's sitting right behind me. And he started it up. And it started up just fine. Well, we taxied out. I said, should we pray? He said, yeah, that's a good idea. We normally don't. I said, well, this time we're going <laughs> to. And I'm telling you, I prayed five, eight minutes. I prayed a long time. We went and got on the runway. He starts down the runway. The plane lifted off ever so gently, and we start climbing. And it's wonderful. Not a problem in the world. We started climbing, and we flew probably three, four minutes. And something happened that will never leave my mind. The pilot turned to me and he said, we're going in the clouds and I can't fly in clouds. They make me pass out. I said, clouds make you do what? <laughs> now it's been cloudy all day. And we go right up into the clouds and you can't see anything. And he looks at me and his eyes roll back in his head and he starts mumbling and he passes out passed out cold. Now I grabbed him and I shook him and I said, come on, you got to wake up so I can kill you. Now we're in the clouds flying along with no pilot. And my friend in the back seat said, we're dead, aren't we? I said, there's a very good chance of that. Yes. He said, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. But there was a radio right there and I handed him the microphone and I said, start asking for help. So he's in the back seat reaching up and he said, hello, hello. We didn't know any proper radio etiquette. All we were saying was hello. And somebody answered back, hello, hello. Don't you guys know proper radio etiquette? And I said, give it to me. I said, Tell, we don't know nothing. Tell them we're in an airplane with a passed out pilot and we don't know how to fly this plane. The guy said, I'm a freighter flying out of Anchorage on the way to Tokyo. And he said, you're telling me you have nobody who can fly that plane with you? I said, tell them that's correct. Now you gotta understand, I am sweating bullets. He said, the first thing I'm gonna do is start circling so I don't lose you because I'll fly out of range of your radio and you won't have me anymore. And he said, I'm gonna get Anchorage Emergency for you. And Anchorage Emergency will be the people that can maybe help you try to save your life. After about five minutes, Anchorage came on, said, we understand you have a passed out pilot. And those of you do not know how to fly that plane. We said, that's right. They said, well, the first thing we gotta do is find you. And I'll never forget what this man at Anchorage said. He said, my job is to get you home safe. He said, that's my job. But he said, here's the deal. If you want me to get you home safe, you got to promise me you'll obey my voice. He said, you can't see me, but I can see you. And he said, if you're not going to obey my voice, you're going to die. When you can't see anything, you have no idea how disorientated you become. Finally, he said, okay, I found you. Now hear me clear. He said, you're four minutes from a mountain. He said, you're going to crash in that mountain and die. Follow my voice. I never said... I have to follow your voice? Is that reasonable? You see, I understood without his voice, I had nothing. And do you understand? Without God's voice, you have nothing. Nothing. Finally, he got us turned. And he said, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He said, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage. And there's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage. You're in for a rough ride. And he said, I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look at what's going on outside. I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just my voice. He said, if you start watching the storm, you will die. But I'll take you through it. Now, because they cleared all the traffic, several pilots, those nighttime freighters, those 747 started talking to us. They said, we're praying for you, men. 
You're going to make it. But listen to the voice. That's the key. They said, trust the voice. You realize your head is full of voices and everybody in this world wants to talk to you and everybody wants to be the controlling voice. And God says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to put yourself on the altar and let my voice be your voice. Finally, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. And then the voice came back and it said, now, I'm gonna line you up. He said, I'm gonna bring you in right down the runway. And at the foot of the runway are some lights and they're in the form of a cross. He said, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. Finally, he's bringing us down. We still can't see anything. And all he kept saying is, stay with me. My sheep, the Bible says, hear my voice and they follow me. Finally, just a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw the cross. I landed the plane. In fact, I landed it seven times. Finally, it all came to a stop. And the minute we stopped, the pilot woke up. The voice said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They don't understand I'm the one who can see them even when they can't see me. But they get the voices in their head and they kill themselves. They self-destruct. Thanks for listening to the voice. Then they put us in a motel room in about four in the morning, knock at my door. I open the door and a man was standing there. He said, hello, David. I said, you're the voice. You're the one who got me home. He said, I am. Do you understand one day you're going to stand before him and say, you were the voice. You're the voice that brought me home. If you're not on that altar as a living sacrifice, your head's full of voices. And then we wonder why kids crash and burn. We wonder why marriages are shattered. And the Lord's saying, I'm the one who has the voice. All I can remember is that voice saying, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't listen to what's going on in your head and don't watch the storm. Stay with me. And I'll take you through. Tonight, you have a God who has promised to take you through a living sacrifice, holy. All right, I'm not crying. You're crying, right? Um, it's powerful stuff, isn't it? Incredibly powerful stuff. And I thought it was appropriate for today. I thought it was appropriate for this conversation that we're having tonight. Because his story is a metaphor for life. That sometimes we just know what's best. That we, we, we forget about the inner guidance. We forget about that, that, uh, that God is within us and guiding us in and out of our lives. We, we let the, the mundane of the world that we know best, that we're just going to we're going to fly through life and just it's going to be easy that there are no storms. 
There's storms in everybody's life. And right now, the world is going through a storm. Don't worry about the storm. Follow that voice. Some powerful stuff, huh? So, I thought I'd share that with you. I hope you guys truly did enjoy that. And, and that will be posted on the recap, by the way, afterwards. So, just if anybody wanted to watch that video. But it's powerful. It, it moved me. And uh, sometimes, in, in times like this, we need to be moved. We, we need to be reminded that we're human. That we're mortal. We need to be reminded who and what we are, and that, you know, there's, there's something greater than us. There's something greater than us that leads our life, that guides our lives. That, it, it reminds me of the story that I, I used to tell all the time. Of the old man who lived alone in a house. The news had reported that there was a big flood coming, that the rains would go on for days. And the police officer showed up at the old man's house and said, the, the town is evacuating, sir. You, you need to leave. And they said, no, 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 I don't think you understand. I've, I've loved God my whole life and uh, God will save me. I'm, I'm staying in my house. And it started to rain and his downstairs flooded and the man moved upstairs. The next day, the firemen show up at his window in a boat and say, Old man, you, you need to leave the house. The floodwaters are going to continue. The old man says, Nope, 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 nope. I've loved God my, my whole life. God said he's going to save me. I'm waiting for God to save me. I'm staying in my house. The next day, the floodwaters had risen so high that the old man was on his roof. And the Coast Guard had came down. And they lowered a ladder and they said, old man, climb the ladder. The flood waters are going to continue to rise. You're surely going to die. The old man said, nope, 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 nope. God loves me. I love God. I've worshipped God my whole life. God will save me. The next day, the, the Coast Guard, the firemen, and the police officer, they find the old man floating in the flood waters, dead. The old man rises up and he crosses the, the gates of St. Peter and he sees God and he starts walking towards God and he stands before God in his final reveal. And he goes, God, I don't understand it. I was in my house. I was waiting for you to save me. He says, I've loved you my whole life. I believed that you would save me. And God says, old man, you obviously don't get how it works. I tried to save you, but you didn't take my help. I sent a policeman a fireman, and the Coast Guard, and you turn them all down. The moral of the story is that God works through us. God will move mountains for you. But he'll do it through us. He'll do it through you and me and everybody around us. And so as we enter into the storm, just know That we have each other. That God works through us. That trust that inner voice, that inner guidance. And know that God wins. It's, it's the one thing that we have to always understand is that God wins in the end. And it doesn't, you know, and I know people will, will critique me on this. It, I believe in one God. 
right? I believe in one God. And I know all of you do as well. Although we might not follow the same books and, and, and understandings and teachings upon what that is, I think we all understand that it's the same God. Is that no one book can contain that God. For it's all-powerful. It's absolute. And it exists within you, me, and everybody and everything around us. And therefore works through all those things. To keep this going. So, a nice, solemn intro to the show, the first 30 minutes. But let's go on and let's get into some news. How about some good news to start off with? Nancy Pelosi's drunk husband, Paul, caused an accident prior to his DUI arrest. Paul, 82 years old, was arrested while drunk driving and created a uh, an accident. Well, good job there. I guess uh, her and her husband are both alcoholics. No problem on that. You know, imagine being the police officer who arrested him. Imagine being the police officer who arrested him. <laughs> You're who? Oh, hold on. <laughs> I, I bet he was a Trump supporter. I bet you the cop that arrested him was a Trump supporter. It only makes sense. Uh, confirmed true the vote to present findings of ballot harvesting in Yuma and Maricopa counties to Arizona lawmakers on Thursday at 3 p.m., very, very good information. Greg Phillips, by the way, was just on Patel Patriots podcast, and he dropped something that a lot of people have been talking about all weekend, potentially that he is part of a counterintelligence operation that was being done to collect all this voter fraud information. Now, what does that sound like to you? I don't know if it's true. I don't know if he was, like, talking out of his ass or whatnot. But apparently, Greg Phillips has got the attention of the big man, Donald Trump. And I guess he's talking to Donald Trump now. So, um, hopefully, we're going to see some information coming out about that very, very shortly. That is a win for the good guys. Widespread election fraud has been uncovered in Berlin. Chaotic elections in Berlin and the simultaneous elections of the House representatives last September are making bigger and bigger waves. In the meantime, the Federal Election Commissioner has requested that the federal election be repeated in half of Berlin's constituencies. At the regional state level, at the, at the regional state level, irregularities were deliberately waved through by the leftist leftist Green Senate. Look at that. Hmm. Well, just remember. What we need this election season is everybody to go out there and vote and to be hawks on those ballots, ballot boxes, hawks on those people to take part in the elections. We cannot let this one go. For if if the Democrats win in November, I think we all know where this is headed, probably by December. You know, we we talked about the Buffalo shooter, and uh, I saw an article today. Authorities are investigating a retired federal agent um, uh, who knew of the Buffalo mass shooting plans in advance. This retired FB, uh, federal agent was also on a online chat channel known as Discord, communicating with the Buffalo shooter, who has direct connections, by the way, that same channel, to the Texas shooter, Udali shooter. They are grooming 
our children online. They are turning them in to weapons and utilizing them against us to produce terror, fear, and propaganda. Allow them, allowing them to distribute their tyrannical rule over this country. We need to be steadfast. We, we need people to wake up with what's happening in this world. Uh, don't forget that we have the battle of the streams going on. I want to go to two little kitties. Blessings to all the families who lost loved ones who sacrificed themselves for us. Thank you so much, two little kitties. That was from Rumble. I know we have Pilled and DLive out there as well. Um, I think Vince is probably going to be updating me here, looking on Pilled. But uh, we have Pilled, DLive, uh, and Rumble going on with the Battle of the Streams. And thank you guys so much for supporting us in every way that you guys do. You guys are absolutely amazing. Vince has the night off. Uh, he's feeling the sludge as well. He wanted to get caught up on some chores, so absolutely no problem. And I don't mind having like uh, an hour, hour and a half monologue, so that's okay with me. Radical left-wing group plans to storm D.C. to stop the Roe vs. Wade repeal. Oh, well, what... What does this sound like? The, the, the left-wing group is devising a plan to shut down the Supreme Court in reaction to the leaked opinion that suggests Roe vs. Wade will be overturned. Hashtag shutdown DC plans to block streets near the court of DC as part of the plot to stop justices and their staff from having access to their chambers. Organizers recognize that their planned actions fall into illegality and even acknowledge the probability of violent confrontations with police. Our goal would be to expand the current political crisis by shutting down the Supreme Court. One of the plans organizers said in a briefing, according to the online Washington Free Beacon, the site also reported that the group planned a blockade for Monday, June 13th, the day when the court will likely hand down their opinions. Okay, so why is it the FBI, um, DOJ all over this and investigate and arresting these people? Why? They're just going to let it happen? Hmm. Sounds like a, another situation that we've heard before. And, you know, a lot of people are speculating that we're going to see a lot of these mass shootings between now and Election Day. I, I sure hope not. But if you are a concealed carry or a constitutional carry or open carry state, I highly recommend. Oh, oh, that one just came over me. I'm so sorry. That one just came over. Me, but uh, if you're if you're definitely uh, someone who carries a firearm, I would recommend carrying a firearm. Uh, my son asked me today, Dad, you're carrying a gun. I go, Yeah. I go, There's a lot of craziness in the world. He goes, Yeah, there is. He's ten. He shouldn't know about those things. My daughter, we we're driving home on their last day of school the other day, and my daughter said, Dad, do you know what happened in Texas? And I go, Yeah, honey, I know what happened in Texas. She goes, some crazy kid went into school and killed a whole bunch of kids. I go, how did you hear about this? She goes, all the kids were talking about it in school today. She's eight. So we also have to look at the secondary ramifications that these things have. And I assured my children that as long as they're in my protection, I will never any, let anything like that happen to them. It's a, it's a crazy world we have in, and all this for money, power, and greed, or who knows what it is, world domination. Maybe they're not even human. 
Emergency powers granted the president are unconstitutional, according to the Brennan Center for Justice. A portion of the Presidential Emergency Powers Action Documents, the PEDS, wide-ranging powers granted the executive branch during times of emergency, have been disclosed using the Freedom of Information Act, shedding light on some of the powers that can be exercised by American presidents. PEDS, first drafted during the Cold War era under Dwight Eisenhower, underwent review in 2004 during George W. Bush's administration. Although there had been previous amendments in the original documents, the 9-11 tax permanently changed how warfare was waged by the U.S., resulting in the Bush era review. In response to the FOIA request submitted by the Brennan Ju- Center for Justice, more than 500 pages of the review were handed down uh, over the Public Policy Institute. Over 6,000 pages remain classified. Based on these documents, the president can activate powers that appear to lack oversight from Congress or the courts, including shutting down and seizing control of any facility or station for wire communication, detaining individuals, and restricting travel during national security emergencies. And where are we headed right now? We're heading into a national security emergency. We are heading into the Great Reset. We are heading into the storm. And they are going to utilize any crisis they create against you and me. They are going to do everything in their power to limit your ability to move, your ability to earn, your ability to survive, your ability to live. Because that is the only way that they can bring in their new world order. Joe Rogan. This is uh, pertaining to the gun shootings. Let's listen to this. Clip. The guns away from the people and leave all the... I wrote this thing once that I said this country has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem. And that's what it is. It's, yeah. the, there's, there's so many guns. There's more guns than there are people. It's not a... I don't think it's a gun situation. And I don't think you can change the fact that there's, and I don't think it's wise to take the guns away from the people and leave all the power to the government. We see how they are even with an armed populace. They still have a tendency towards totalitarianism. And the more increased power and control you have over people, the easier it is for them to do what they do. And there's a natural inclination when you are a person in power to try to hold more power and acquire more power. And it's never, there's never an inclination to give more power back to the people. Boom. Well said, Joe. And he's absolutely right there. Is that there's more guns in this country than there are people. Why aren't we seeing these mass shootings day in and day out hundreds of times a day? Because it's not a gun problem. It's a mental health problem. It's a psychological warfare problem. It's a grooming of our children problem. It's a weaponization of people problem by dark shadowy agencies and agents and factors around the world Canada has taken a step to introduce new legislation to freeze handgun purchases (laughs) Trudeau announced new legislation that his government will say will usher in some of the strongest gun control measures in decades including a freeze on buying and selling of handguns in the country. And in America, they're coming for your guns too. Absolutely. You can bet on it. Memorial Day air travelers are hit with heavy flight cancellations as well as pretty pricey uh, airline ticket prices. I don't know if you guys have seen the airline ticket prices these days. These things are absolutely ridiculous. I'm supposed to be heading to New York with my kids for the 4th of July. I'm driving. It's still cheaper than flying right now. And it's expensive, the drive. 
a glimpse of the future. Uh, global collapse may follow pattern of Sri Lanka economic crises. An in-house researcher of Infowars has warned that the current economic crisis in Sri Lanka might be the bellwether of things to come, and it could be the first domino to fall in a series of collapses leading to total global collapse. Sri Lanka has defaulted on its debt for the first time in history as the country struggles with its own fi- its worst financial crisis in more than 70 years. A 30-day grace period to come up with $78 million of unpaid debt interest payments expires May 25th. We're, gonna, we're going from talking about a relatively small country, and people may feel that's not directly relevant to their lives. We all want operating smoke detectors in our bedrooms to warn us if there's a fire outside. So a warning from the other part of the world is always going to be relevant in some way or another. And I've said this before is the Great Reset starts with third-world countries beginning to collapse and not be able to pay back their debt. And then what happens? If they can't pay back their debt, their money becomes worthless, and the food supply chain freezes. And guess what? The question you should be asking, the question everybody out there should be asking right now, Sri Lanka has defaulted on their debt. The people in the country are going through a famine. They're starving. They're dying. There's riots in the streets. There's people losing their homes. Who the fuck do they owe the debt to? Who who is it that holds that debt that's allowing that to happen to a country? That's the real question. World Bank, oh, we want to save and help the world. Well, people in Sri Lanka are are starving. They have no food. They have no gas because they owe you money. Well, they got to pay their debts. These people are more evil, corrupt than you can ever imagine. It's time that we end that system. That's not capitalism. That's totalitarianism. That's We live in a feudalistic society. That's what's happening to Sri Lanka right now. The people who own that debt are the rich, the elite, the bankers in the countries. And they are doing nothing, nothing to stop what's happening there. Or any of the other third world countries that this is happening in. We had the U.S. stock markets begin to rise or show indications to rise that future prices were rising. But I think that this is going to be very short-lived. I told you that our economy is going to be on a teeter-totter for a very long time. It's going to go bloop, bloop, And so we're going to see this coming more and more because they're getting ready to implement ISO 222. They're getting ready to implement the new global currency CBDC system. MasterCard CEO Swift payment system may be replaced by CBDCs within five years. It's coming a lot faster than five years. CBDCs represent central bank digital currencies. This is blockchain currencies. This is something I've been telling you is coming. It's happening. Get in the gold and silver. By the way, for all those listening out there, if you guys are working with our good friends over at Kirk Elliott, what I want you to do, send me a message, a DM, or go comment on our post on the social red pill. Let me know your thoughts on it. Hit me up. 
Let me know your thoughts, your reviews. We're just trying to get some reviews for them that publish on some of our pages. And uh, not only that, just really want your feedback and the know. So if you guys can send us that, as well as any of our other sponsors, My Patriot Supply, My Pillow. Much appreciated and all of that. Uh, we've been saying this as well. Energy blackouts are coming. I've talked about this for the longest time. And now everybody else is saying, energy blackouts are coming. Hell, no shit, Sherlock. Energy blackouts are coming. Let's watch this YouTube vi- or this TikTok video and see what this guy has to say. This is a good one. You're going to want to hear this. Chairman Oberman, members of the Surface Transportation Board, thank you for inviting me to testify today. My name is Shamit Konar. I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Pilot Flying J. We operate the largest network of travel centers in the United States, serving the U.S. trucking industry and four-wheel customers. We currently account for approximately 20% of the country's highway, or as we call it, over-the-road diesel supply, 20%, as well as 30% of the diesel exhaust fluid supply, also known as DEF. On April 13th, we were informed by the Union Pacific that we were required to reduce shipments by 26%. In subsequent conversations, we were asked to reduce them even further by 50% or face embargoes. We're not aware of any other company being instructed by the Union Pacific or any other railroad to reduce their shipments to the extent they're asking pilot. However, 26 to 50% reduction in our allocations will have substantial consequences for the markets. We, I would like to take this opportunity to take you through a few of the consequences that Union Pacific's mandate will have on the supply chain, the availability of fuel, and fuel prices. The trucking sector is dependent on DEF. All trucks manufactured after 2010 cannot operate without DEF. And Pilot operates, if not the largest, one of the largest DEF supply networks in the country. Union Pacific's restrictions will prevent Pilot from keeping many markets adequately supplied with DEF, likely causing shortages that will sideline trucks and reduce trucking capacity. For some more context, basically every rail car that gets missed in terms of DEF delivery will reduce trucking potential by 5 million miles. Second, fuel availability and pricing. Let me begin with diesel. U.S. diesel inventories today are running 10 to 15% below what they have been in the last five years at their lowest point. Certain markets like the Northeast, the West, and the Southwest are even in a worse shape than the rest of the country. Renewable fuels like biodiesel, renewable diesel move exclusively on rail, on ships, or on trucks and there are no pipeline alternatives. Fourth, over 50% of pilots' renewable diesel is transported on rail, and having our capacity cut by 50% would actually increase fuel prices in these states and potentially... All right, that was the TikTok, and I've said this before. Welcome to the Firestorm event. What that gentleman there is talking about is not a shortage in diesel fuel. It's not a problem with getting diesel fuel in the United States. It's the rail cars 
saying that they need to reduce by 27% and then 56%. Let me ask you a question. From the 1970s, what happened with the train industry? One very, very important part. It's one of the only aspects of fascism or communism that we have in this country is that the U.S. federal government sits on the board of directors of all the rail companies. They own them. The rail companies are nationalized. So when the rail companies come out and say that they have to stop shipping 26 to 50% That's going to produce a crisis. It's not the problem with getting the diesel fuel. Do you understand? This crisis is manufactured. This isn't real scarcity. This is manufactured and designed scarcity. We saw it coming. I've been talking about this for two years now. This is the global firestorm event and in the process of this global firestorm event this is what they're going to implement mastercard launches facial recognition recognition payment and push towards biometric banking cbdc's blockchain banking with biometrics implemented it's exactly what i said was going to be happening what else we got Rolling blackouts to affect over a billion people as the energy crisis worsens. What energy crisis? The, the difference between the amount of oil and gas being produced under Donald Trump and being shipped around the world and currently today is policy, is regulation, and is manufactured crisis. We don't have an energy problem. We have a globalist infiltration problem is what we have. We have people who want to take over the world and design it and transform it into their own vision of the future. That's the problem that we have right now. Darn it, we're going to do something about it. Absolutely We are going to do something about it. Here's another one. Mile-long line of cars to pick up baby formula in Michigan as Biden's baby formula crisis continues. Mile-long. And they they nicely depict the solar panels there right in the middle. Hmm. There's not a baby food shortage in the world. Other countries got plenty. Heck, the United States government is sending pallets of food, of baby food, to the border. The company that they shut down doesn't even need to be shut down anymore. They can open back up. But they won't. See, they won't. Because out of every good crisis comes the ability for them to do what they want. To produce policy and regulation in the way that benefits them. We've also talked about these mysterious fires all around the country. Food manufacturing and processing and distribution centers. 
Now, some of the fires were just negligible. Guess what? Some of the fires, those, those companies have to go take out loans. And guess who owns the financial institution? Listen to this one. One of the largest egg factories in the U.S. torched in the middle of the night amid outbreak of fires in food processing facilities across the nation. A barn that housed tens of thousands of chickens and Forsman Farm in Howard Lake, Minnesota, one of the nation's largest egg producers, was set aflame late Saturday night. Now, let me ask you this. Why isn't this becoming a crisis? This is just as big a crisis as diesel fuel. Someone is producing these fires. Not only that, as we have an influx of migrants. This is Greece. Greece blocks 10,000 migrants migrants crossing the border from Turkey. This is happening all around the world in various different nations. It's happening here in the United States. Why? Because the more poverty, the more poor that you get into a country, the worse the conditions will be for the people in that country because when supply chains begin to get scarce and crunched and it's all held back, those are the people, right? Those are the people that will basically turn your world into a third world country. Those are the people that will probably turn to violence. They know what it means to be hungry. They fought for their food before. Dutch politician warns World Health Organization is engineering the Great Reset. This is probably a long video. We're going to just listen to it. If the COVID and Ukraine crises have taught us one thing, it is that international organizations are useless in a crisis. The United Nations has been unable to fulfill its primary function of stopping war. The World Trade Organization has been unable to protect world trade. Instead, sanctions have been applied against Russia. And the European Court of Human Rights was unable to protect even the most basic human rights against the onslaught of restrictions imposed since 2020, supposedly to fight the virus. So, if these international organizations cannot do what they were set up to do, what is the point of them? Now, in the wake of COVID, states around the world are planning to give even more power to an international organization. They are drawing up a new treaty which would give the World Health Organization special powers in any future pandemic. A draft text should be published in August, but it is already obvious what the goal is. It's to engineer a great reset. A world government based on climate hysteria and social control. She's my new best friend. I like her. But she's spot on right. The UN, the WTO, the WHO, they have done nothing good for this world. Except establish world government. It's not what the world wanted. That's not why they were created. The League of Nations was disbanded because it looked too much like a world government. And you got to understand that they're going to stop at nothing. They're going to continue to do this. And it's all one big farce. Quick shout out to... uh, RPG3573 for donating four lemons. Thank you so much, RPG. Uh, Holly RR donated one diamond. Thank you so much, Holly. Patriot Pisces donated three ice cream. And Nathaniel, thank you so much, Patriot Pisces. Nathaniel Barbershop gifted 10 one-month subscriptions of users. Thank you so much, Nathaniel. You guys are absolutely awesome. Much appreciated. Let's check this out. I believe this is, uh, I think he's Pitbull. I'm, I'm, I'm not who, sure who he is. But listen in, this is uh, a rapper. It's all a scam. Let me tell you something, man. When this corona thing was going on, I tried to fly, I flew here from Romania on Wizz Air because there's, there's, you can't get first class flights into Europe. It's all these low cost carriers. I'm flying Wizz Air. 
I have a mask on. Excuse me, sir, sir. Put the mask over your nose. This fucking air stewardess, this minimum wage bitch. So I put my mask on my nose. Da, da, da. Everyone was freaking out about masks. I had to fill in all these home office papers when I landed, all this crap, PCR test, blah, blah, blah. I thought about doing that again. So about two months later, I flew on a private plane. No mask, no PCR test, no home office per- paperwork. My pilots weren't wearing masks. When I landed at Biggin Hill Airport, the people who met me in the BMW, no one was wearing a mask. Nobody had a mask on, no one asked me to fill in shit. Do you know why? Because I was rich. Corona doesn't exist for the rich people. As soon as you pay 50 grand for a flight, now they don't trouble you then. They trouble the shit muncher on the Wizz Air flight. It's all a fucking scam. All of it's a scam. And this is how the whole world has always worked and always will work. And people at the bottom just don't seem to get it. They don't seem to wake up. And they don't seem to wake up because the people in charge try very hard to keep them asleep. Man, it's good having one of the the most awake audiences in the world because you guys get it. You guys get it. And you know what? Many other people in the world are waking up and getting it. Lots of people are beginning to get it. And it's not too late. It's not too late. I promise you. I assure you. Republicans launched counteroffensive against the latest woke corporate push ESG investing. From Congress to the State House, Republicans are fighting a growing movement to force investments into funds that make decisions based on environmental, social governance, and political criteria. The ESG movement has prompted the Securities and Exchange Commission to propose a rule requiring companies to report emissions and other climate risk data, while public pension funds like the Thrift Savings Plan are discussing using ESG metrics to govern investment decisions. The geo pushback has intensified. Chip Roy awesome dude, led a group of eight Republicans on Friday proposing no ESG at TSP Act that would prevent participants in the federal thrift savings plan from investing monies in ESG funds. Now, interesting enough, Congress and senators have the TSPs. And so they're probably just trying to do this. He's saying ESG investing is a woke scam. He needs to restrict it in everything. They need to get rid of ESG 100%. Get rid of this. This woke ideology needs to go. There was nothing wrong with the world the way it was except for the corruption and the people who perpetuated all these different levels of high levels of crises against us. That was the only thing that was wrong with the world. We would naturally progress, we'd be innovated, and we would evolve to where we're supposed to be involved. Whoever or whatever is doing this to our planet, you need to stop. We're warning you right now. You're about to awaken a massive beast that you don't want to deal with. A roaring tiger that's hungry out of the jungle. I assure you. And if you are an elitist, a globalist, and you're out there perpetuating this against humanity, your days are numbered. I'm telling you. Good luck. Humanity is about to wake up, and that lion's going to rip the shit out of its prey. In Sweden, we have a fairly new department called the Swedish Psychological Defense Agency, and its purpose is to fight against disinformation. They are currently doing a campaign to educate people not to be fooled by memes. Yep, that's right. We're not allowed to laugh. Sounds very similar to the Disinformation Governance Board here in the United States. Well, because it is the exact same thing. That's how they implement it across the board. They implement it across the board exactly the same. 
Ukraine is suffering, uh, uh, suffers on the battlefield while pleading for the U.S. arms. We talked about this uh, a little last week about how Ukrainian soldiers are screaming that they don't have supplies, they don't have weapons. Where's that $40 billion a month that's being sent over to Ukraine? Where are all those weapons and munitions that are being sent over to Ukraine? They're not going to Ukraine. The money is going to the globalists. The weapons are going to their private black army and military to be utilized most likely against people like us. That's my assumption. Listen to this one. U.S. citizen Stephen James Humbird in Izium, now liberated by Russia. I presume the Russians were bombing Izium. I couldn't imagine the Ukrainian army bombing their own people. I learned later in the Ukrainian army had done it. Propaganda for reasons. Well, they said uh, for a long time, they said that there were... They said, well, they didn't really have much information, you know, because it was so recently... uh, I didn't. I presumed that the Russians were bombing Izum, bombing Izum. I just presumed that because I I couldn't imagine the Ukrainian army bombing their own people. I learned later it was uh, the Russian. I mean, excuse me, the Ukrainian army had done it. Talk about misinformation, disinformation, and propaganda. It's happening, but it ain't being. It ain't coming from the people. When truth becomes conspiracy, conspiracy becomes truth. George Orwell, 1984. Think about this. That's the world we're living in. And you want to know how fucked up this really gets? You ready for this? This is a good one. Entirely new, uh, new kind of highly reactive chemical is found in Earth's atmosphere. And it could be triggering... Respiratory and heart diseases in contributing to global warming, scientists claim. Researchers showed that trioxides are formed under atmospheric conditions. Trioxides have three oxygen atoms that are even more reactive than peroxides. Researchers claim that they bring a host of effects that we have yet to uncover. Triggering respiratory and heart diseases. Ha! They will just stop at nothing. I Seriously! Unfrigging believe. You remember we said this. We said, I guarantee you, they're going to try to link all the vaccine deaths to global warming. Boom! Right there. Trioxides. <laughs> For fuck's sake, I agree. Oh, man. U.S. medical company sues Chinese manufacturing over 100,000 plus defective COVID tests with false positive results. Oh. I wonder how many of those people that got false positives with the hospitals were intubated and uh, were intubated and given uh, remdesivir and ended up dying. <laughs> I wonder. Hmm. All right, let me check the chats real quick. We have PQuest gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, PQuest. Uh, we have PQuest, uh, another cookie. Thank you so much, PQuest. Going through there. Thank you, guys. You guys are absolutely awesome for helping to support everything that we do here with Alternative Media and the Red Pill Project. Fauci was funding research into potential monkeypox cures before the viral disease outbroke. 
uh, outbreak. We knew this. We knew there was gain-of-function research being done on monkeypox viruses. Uh, we know that the uh, NTI.org study, uh, not the study, the global exercise that talked about this being produced by a terrorist organization was a genetically modified version of it, released on May 15, 2020. And now we're seeing this. Fauci's recent $10 million monkeypox grant. They've been looking at the monkeypox for a while. I wonder why. Hmm. I wonder what they're doing. Pfizer documents revealed 82% of vaccinated pregnant women suffer miscarriages. Humanity is under attack. When are people going to wake up and understand that humanity is not being depopulated? We're being culled. We're being annihilated. The ramifications of this are going to move forth for centuries to come. Someone or something on this planet doesn't want us here. We've also talked about this in the sense of the vaccine, that they're going to utilize this as a mechanism in the United States military to get rid of the patriots, to get rid of the patriotic people, to get rid of the people in the critical positions who are against vaccinations. Number of soldiers booted from vaccine refusal doubled last month. This is according to military.com. The service has now discharged at least 742 active duty soldiers for refusal. um, And that total of April 20th was 345. As someone who served... Something's going on here. We're going to talk about this more here in a second. Let's finish the news. Canada ordered 500,000 smallpox vaccines just weeks ahead of the monkeypox outbreak. And we know that the smallpox vaccine actually protects you against the monkeypox virus. Top researcher scientists exposes how vaccines are used to implement cancer viruses for depopulation. This is Judge. Uh, this is Dr. Judy Mikovits. We'll just. Uh, we're going to invite Judy back on to break this down for us, but she's absolutely right. We're talking about simian virus 40 uh, that was developed in the 1950s to basically be injected into your body. It's a virus that produces cancer. This is how all the cancers were started. Very good take on it, Judy. We're going to have to have you back on. But look. We are in the midst of the storm. We're in the midst of the firestorm event. Let me remind you. World War III breaking out. It's happening. Global financial collapse. It's coming. Not a matter of if, a matter of when. Hyperinflation doesn't matter what the market does in the meantime. That's arbitrary. Up and down teeter-tarter till eventual collapse. The debasing of the dollar, the hyperinflation of the dollar... Supply chain disruptions, scarcity, famine, housing market collapse, bubble burst. They want people homeless, sick, on the street, hungry, and begging the government. And then we have a tax on infrastructure. Look at the food infrastructure, food processing, manufacturing, and distribution. Energy and gas processing, distribution, and manufacturing. All of them are being attacked And nobody's saying anything in the government because we work in a two-party system that operates for the same goal. They don't care about the United States of America. We have to remove all of them. We have to remove this government. We have to formulate a new government for 
and by the people. As per the Declaration of Independence, our legal documents of this country state that we have the right and authority to do. Go in here. Megan Amber, 17, donated one diamond. Thank you so much, Megan Amber. Black Jester, 101, donated two ice cream. Uh... Pondolo Picasso donated a can. Pammy Pam Pam donated two ice cream. Darlin Mel, one ice cream. Vader, three, six, nine, one cookie. Grits, 39, one, 23 lemon. Black Jester, one ice cream. Thank you so much to all of you. You guys are absolutely awesome. Uh, much appreciated. You guys are rocking it. And uh, thank you for supporting everything that we do here, guys. I, I truly do. And, uh, you know, as that note, don't forget, if you guys do utilize any of our sponsors, please give me that feedback. If you guys are use, uh, utilizing Dr. Kirk Elliott, we have our After the Gold, afterthegold.com. I want to put some uh, testimonials on there. So if you have a testimony, you guys worked with them. Um, if you guys just have feedback, if you guys worked with them and just said, hey, they were good, please just send me the DM, let me know. Um, we're living in a changing world. That There's no doubt about that. The question is, is who's guiding that change? Who's influencing that change? You, me, all of us have that ability to influence that change. And rightfully so, we should. And we will. And we are. It starts today, guys. We're in the storm. It's not time to get an umbrella. It's time to take out the garbage. It's time to clean the streets. It's time to cleanse the system. I'd like to, to say thank you and God bless to all those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. You guys are all, you men and women are all within my heart. I'd like to thank uh, everybody out there for all your guys' support and helping the Red Pill Project become successful. We recently just hit uh, 40,500 subscribers on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify, so thank you so much on all of that, guys. You guys are absolutely awesome. Appreciate all the downloads. And uh, please, definitely share, like this stuff, comment. Uh, we'll have the winner of tonight announced tomorrow. It's looking like it's uh, DLive. Vince can send me that right now. That'd be great. Um, and I wanted to mention this because we talked about it Saturday night on Mars Chronicles. Remember on Mars Chronicles I was saying, brand new meteor storm could light up the skies and they're calling for a thousand meteorites, meteors per hour in the storm. And this is the Tau Hercules shower um, that's going to be taking place over the next two days. Remember, I said, is what if all these meteor showers were actually the remnants of an old planet that used to exist? And every time that we used to go through this meteor shower, it used to decimate the Earth. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, that's tonight. Got my telescope out, waiting for it to get dark. Hopefully, it's not cloudy. Don't forget, guys, that we do have the socialredpill.com. This is a private social network. You guys are all more than welcome to join that, socialredpill.com. If you can support us with a, a, a subscription, much appreciated. Uh, they do have the After Dark chat that will be opened up here in just a little while. You guys are all more than welcome to join that. I typically pop in a few times a week. I'll try to pop in a little bit later tonight. I have a few things to do, but then I'm going to pop in. Kids are on summer break, so I don't have to worry about all that. Um, what else do we have? We got uh, regular schedule for the rest of the week. I'm looking forward to it. I hope everybody gets out of that sludge and can uh, 
can get their heads cleared because that's what I've been working on. Because I know it's uh, it's daunting for a lot of people. But don't worry. We'll get through this storm. Don't worry. God wins in the end. Don't worry. You will rise to the occasion when it's time. We will stand up and fight for freedom when it's time. We will take back our country, our rights, our liberties, and our freedoms when it's time. You guys have a great night. Uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. And we'll, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. I hope you guys have a fantastic night. Good night.